You're tapped in to an X-Men shortcast for the black queer perspective. 10 minutes of the unapologetic, the unfiltered, and the undeniable. Join me as I race the clock with old and new friends talking mutants, mess, meaning, and much, much more. This is Immortal X of Words. Given what we know, like given what we know about the writer, given what we know about his ability to craft a, like story, and given like what we have, it's issue what fourteen. Given the fourteen issue plus the whatever like twelve issue of Swords that we've had, like the world building that he created, I think it has the potential to be kind of like the culmination of like the storytelling of like X Men Red and like Planet Araco specifically. Uh, and now it's just a matter of whether he's going to, you know, do it well or not. I think he will, given what we've seen so far, like even the start. I personally really enjoyed the first issue of the war, which is technically like 14, the one we just had. Yeah. Uh, the one with, uh, wait, what even happens? Uh, Storm, who like destroys the statues and stuff. Oh, yeah. So also... I have I have full trust in Al Ewing. Yeah, honestly, like when I was reading, I did okay. So I did not expect like just from page one, you see, see this like is, this is this is a lie. This is like welcome everybody to X of Words. Oh. So we didn't know we didn't know if this was going to be an actual episode because Yanis loves to lie. Yanis <laughs> will tell me in the DMs. Actually, nah, you know what? I don't think no. Nah, I don't really think anything about it. I don't really care. <laughs> So just now, I know you can't see. Yanis fixed his seat. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, I know. Squared <laughs> up into the camera. I said, this lying nigga. <laughs> Here we go. Well, you know, sometimes you're not sure. Tell me. Tell me. Well, hi first. Hello, girls. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back, Yan. It's good to see you. Nice to be back. Um... Oh, and for anybody, uh, I'm sure that Yan isn't new to you, but if he is, you can follow Yana Ororo's Wind. That's O R O R O S W I N D. Uh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Yanis was like, "Don't you don't don't follow me? Don't be annoying. Don't be irritating. Um, <laughs> You're inviting people yeah, into my garden. So, Make sure they're not irritating." So Genesis War. So I think first, I think I was not. Like, just from the first page of issue 14, yeah, you can feel, like, the scale of it. Like, the scale of, like... Like, it's an actual war. Like, especially when you get to, like, the da- the data page. It happened so quick. She... Like, what? And then- I went back and I looked at it, and I think some of those spires were in the original map. You know, they gave us the map of Mars. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When and then the spires have- were there, because the Locust Vile Spire... The spiral vial or something that was there, and then in the uh, planet size X Men, when mm-hmm. Jean and Latuka and who else? There was somebody else, and Exodus, um, teleport yes. islands. Yeah. Like when we see the island on Araco, we see a bunch of like towers throughout. Yeah, but still, but yeah, it did happen very like, quickly. They went from yeah, they went from like, talking shit on Zoom to <laughs> having bitches having, like, like mobilized and like sections and shit and i was like oh so we're really like doing this for real like i really thought it would be like a slower build but we're here let's get to it yeah. right? 
Charles, okay, um, I forgot to do the whole bit with the time ago because we didn't know whether this was going to be a thing. But I'm starting and I. We're, we're in. That's my phone dropping. She's professional. She's a biracial. She's a biracial girl. That song was about Lorna Dane. <laughs> you are actually hell. African princess. Oh, well, it's nice to be nice. <laughs> Isn't it so funny how both of those songs could apply to Sunspot? The LGBT one. <laughs> it could be about anybody in X-Men Red, actually. It's a very gay book. It is a very gay book. Oh, my God. See, I was going to post a thread, but then I realized I didn't, I didn't care that much. Like, you've got okay. to go find pictures. You've got to write the words. You've got to do this. But da, 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 da. Have you ever lost the thread at, like, tweet seven? It will finish you. That's why I save drafts every... When I used to do that, I don't do threads anymore. But, like, when I used to, back in my... my thread days yeah and then because sometimes even twitter like you go back and twitter is just gonna decide to like refresh like who has to <laughs> go on i will never say those things again <laughs> <laughs> al ewing's been putting a lot of kink in his books and that whole interaction between the white sword and john ironfire and he was like i pledge my sword to you it's like you ain't talking about no swords Sir, what is happening like have you read the marvel voices story about Solemn and Kobach. Yes. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> excuse me. Ow. <laughs> and then they just walked off. This is gay. You're going to have to, you're just going to have to deal with it, I'm afraid. <laughs> and also what I like is that like he, he doesn't, I don't think he feels the need to like fluff it up or present. Yeah, like, it's just a, it's just a thing. Like we don't have to. It's what it is. But also he lets it be a little bit nasty sometimes. Like they were, they were beefing. They were beefing. And he's like, you know, there's one point where he looks like he's got holding Solomon by the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, it's gonna be noise in that room. <laughs> Even Gaya's Iceman was like, that's a lot. <laughs> but, um, okay, so no Genesis War. Yes, so we and you know what, you have to give it to Al, I think, for knowing about pacing. One of my favorite things in TV and movies is where a character goes, I will never, ever do that thing. And then the next, then the next boom, shot yeah. is straight to the thing. That, that thing. And I really enjoyed the added pieces of world building. And shout out to the artist also for like a really great introduction into the books because that was his very first issue. Really? And I like, thought the first page, yeah. Um, I'm not going to try to say your name, sir. I'm so sorry. I, I just don't want to fuck it up. But you know who you are. Shout out to you. Uh the atmosphere and like the designs too like when we got to like the double page at the valley of the fallen like i personally walked away learning so much more really? from the place reading this issue like it felt like a like it felt like an actual place yeah where people were actually fighting and so yes. i really that's why i really that's why i have high hopes i think there were big set pieces that showed you how important it was yeah. Like when I saw the amount of Iraqi fighting, it struck me how many people must have been touched by Storm's message. She has like half of the planet. Actually, Ex exactly. when you actually look at the map, she has more territory than Genesis, which is kind of crazy because Genesis has all the resources, which, but that's another yeah. uh, The Iraqi aren't portrayed as a monolith, and I love that. The characterization can wobble a bit from here to there, but overall, they've been shown as a people with a lot of variety of different opinions exactly different. even when they're like 
because there's a part in the data page when it mentions because half of the population during at some point they went to space because they were like Iraq is boring we're not doing anything here we want to yeah. Yeah, and so they came because they heard about the war. They came back, but it doesn't. I was personally expecting all of them to go back to Genesis, but it says that they went back to whoever. Like, so it really shows that it's not really like a one, uh, like right. dimensional type. Of, like, yeah, they, really, they have like different. I really liked to hear this episode and a whole heap of other. Just the fact that like Iska has her thing going on on the mountains. So Gunnar has his thing with the sea and like Latuka has it like everybody has like their territory like even Darn is dead but like he still has like his territory still like full respect that people like get away from. I think it's very it feels like a full world that you're like that war. Like it feels like I don't wanna say Game of Thrones, but like that kind of like scale of Yeah, there's world building. There's been really, really good world building. Kind of like having their own kind of like agenda or not. And then like that. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the perfect place for Storm to be. A hundred percent. They build a world around her that was interesting. She was the centerpiece of this new world, really. And now we've got a cast of characters. Exactly. She's not like in the background electrifying fucking bigots in Massachusetts or something. I was going to say, oh, Wakanda, but I don't want to wake it up too much. Let's move on. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, there's nothing that I hate more than a playing coy ass move. Don't stunt. Don't do those. Don't do them stunts. I know. I knew what you was going to. Oh, anyways. You said it. You so said it. Um, yeah, it's a really. Yeah, what, what are we saying, Giannis? Hmm? It, it's a great set. It's the best. Oh. It's the best setting for Storm to be in. Okay. At her current stage of like personal development. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Because she's now got Genesis, like her, she's got her own side book. Yeah. And Genesis, I mean, yeah, she's not going to be, because um, the last time I was here, like the whole episode would just be criticizing X-Men Red. Yeah. And uh, although some of my criticisms still stand, Storm feels now more like the character around which the storyline yes obviously not every issue is going to be about her which is fine yeah and i mean it's if i if it could be about her if i had it would be about her if i had my way but like whatever i will say that i think all of the times oh last minute i will say that all of the times we haven't focused on storm we've been effectively building the world that makes her story better. Yeah. So every time we looked away from her was in aid of her story, actually. Yeah, they're all characters in her story. And like Genesis is literally the perfect opposite to her, not only in her powers, but also her philosophy and like the way she thinks about leading people. Of, of course. And I love that she controls the one bit of nature that Storm doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So they both got like natural world powers, but they st- they're sitting in, they're always in each other's like blind spots. You see how their confrontation is building up. Like they're, yeah. not, I'm sure they're not going to interact until the very end. And I actually yes. love that. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to see like the conversation they're going to have and how it's going to get resolved. Because I don't think she's going to die. Well, I, that's just me manifesting, to be honest. Given how Al Ewing built her up, I don't see her dying at the end. 
I don't know. I don't think so. Yes, I think there has to be a resolution. I think at the end, if Storm, Iska, and Genesis, I don't need them to be allies, but I need them to have gotten to some place where they have a mutual respect, even because he's teasing Iska too. Iska shot that man straight through the roof of his mouth from six hundred feet. And did you catch the beat about her potentially helping Krakowins? Yeah. On her one. Like, it sounded like one. But I think that's interesting because this guy gives me who even cares what's going on over there, right? Like, she gives me like, oh, somebody tells her that's what happened at the Hellfire Gala and she would be like, good luck, everybody. I, I don't even see, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. So just to tie us up, because I know we've gone over time now, so I think we've got like a couple yeah. seconds left. But I think that what I see is Storm on one side, Genesis on the other, and Iska having a transformation yeah, in the yeah. middle. The last is Iska is in the desert because they crashed her sense of self. She thought she knew who she was. She thought she knew what her powers could do, and they made her have a massive like ego death realization about herself that drove her into the desert. And who better to mediate this this massive battle than the sister of the woman who is? I see the way you talked about Iska just then is how I see Genesis. Genesis is that if you lot let them kill you, that feels like a you problem. Because like the previous Iska would have just picked aside. But like now she yeah. deliberately chooses not to. She deliberately chooses to just be by herself. And the people who try her, she just shoots on. She doesn't care that the, because she knew the guy was working for her sister, I'm sure. And she just shot him down because she does not, she deliberately chooses not to be on either side. And I think that's an evolution compared to like who she was when we met her. Yeah. Well, it, sound, it sounded to me, when I read it, I was like, ah, she's making her own games. Yeah. And her going, if you step over mm-hmm. my boundary, that's it. I was like, she's made a game that she can play so nobody else can control her in the same way she was controlled. Interesting evolution. So I'm interested to see where that goes also. And then there's also like yeah, Apocalypse I've... that's coming, which I don't care about as much, yeah. to be honest, but that's just me. But... Uh, I'm still interested to see whatever he's gonna like come with because he's pre- obviously he's getting ready for something, and so yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, great okay. times. I think I think it's like <laughs> now that like we see where we are and we see the conversations that like the two up like what the Genesis War is about is basically like the fir- the first question like you remember in the X Men Red Number One the f- the solicit was like who should rule the red planet, right? Yeah. And it's basically that, yeah. the answer to that question. It's like the conversation about like, what kind of philosophy should rule and what kind of like, yes. what kind of philosophy works best for this type of people specifically in yes. this time and I, specifically. You, you make a really good point there. And I'm going to say this is the closer. You make a it's really good time. point about Apocalypse's <laughs> return. Yeah, you know, you were like, oh, I just don't know if I've got much to say. These times now, I'm trying to get Yanis to close up the episode. And at 19 minutes, Yanis like, yeah, but also, let's talk about Apocalypse. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's really interesting that now we've got really four really different ideological players. Storm, Genesis, Iska, and Apocalypse. Yeah. And you've got like a, a marital feud, a sibling feud, an enemy feud, and, and Storm and Apocalypse have a long history. And you've got these four very powerful people with very different ideas who are all going to clash on this battlefield for the future of Araco. And I'm, I'm leaving it with Al because we'll see. Let's see. 
Let's see. The man knows how to draw a set piece together. So yeah, when and whenever you start okay. to doubt him, he comes back. Yeah, he comes back. that's always yeah, been true. my experience. Whenever I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of tired. He's like, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you thank you for this uh it's been a pleasure to speak to you again yeah and it's been a pleasure to have everybody here i've been ash and i've been yanis and this has been immortal ex of words <laughs>